I think that this is a waste of time. I see the world as a place that must be endured, and my personal philosophy is kill or be killed. What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, it's now time for part two of four, as we are continuing to count down the top 40 albums of 2022. Coming in at number 30 right here is a band that was new to me as of last year. I'd never heard of this band or heard them prior to. I don't know even know how they got on my radar. That might have actually been through one of the other online magazine articles or maybe even a fan comment. I don't know, but I'm glad I heard it. This band called the Sheepdogs. They're from Canada, specifically Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, which I said in the first take. And... They've been around for almost 20 years now. Crazy. And they're on their seventh studio album here. So checked it out and I really dug it. The album's called Out of Sight. It came out on June 3rd of 22. And apparently they're on the Warner Music Canada label. So I probably should have heard of them by now. But yeah, I don't know. Just kind of fell into my lap. But when I listened to it, I immediately went for the review of saying it was a southern rock version of the eagles of death metal as this song i'm about to play will definitely give you that vibe but just the fact that they come from canada doesn't make them any less southern rock because as i was having a conversation with somebody at the record store a few weeks ago i think he was talking about culture wall he was like i can't believe this kind of country music comes out of canada and i was like wait a second dude i'm pretty sure that some of the last real cowboys in this world are probably from canada there's more country out there than almost anywhere he's like yeah 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 you're probably right <laughs> i wasn't trying to make him feel bad but it just made me giggle because i'm like yeah there's tons of freaking cowboys out in canada always has been just because they also have ice at different times or some have it year-round i suppose but once again, it doesn't make them any less Southern rock in a sense. So I dig it. Sheepdogs, this album out of sight. You should check it out. Good old down-home rock and roll in the Southern sense, and I will continue to say that. So here's the first song I ever heard by him, and I'm going to play it for you right now. This one's called Here I Am. <laughs> Set your mind on a path well worn Holding 
kicking off the show here today and coming in at number 30 on the top 40 albums of 22 list here. That was the Sheepdogs with the album Out of Sight, and that was the opening track called Here I Am. Just going through their bio a little bit extra here, they've checked off a handful of boxes on some of the bigger festivals in the world. So once again, how have I not heard of this band? I usually do at least a preview of bands that sound remotely interesting out of these bills over the years. But yes, they've done South By, they've done Lollapalooza, they've done Coachella, Glastonbury, and Bonnaroo. So yeah, where the hell have I been? But yes... Glad I'm here now. Sheepdogs. Check them out. I was healing Skid Row in the previous episode about how they've been around since the late 80s and they've only managed to bank six records. But this band is on a fairly equal schedule, apparently. I know they were off for a while, but they did get back together in the mid-2010s, and this is only their second record since their comeback. But yes, Ugly Kid Joe, their latest album, Rad Wings of Destiny. Love that title, of course, for the obvious reasons. And yes, their fifth studio album, it came out on October 21st of 22. Produced by Mark Dodson. There's a good name right there. And co-produced by Dave Fortman of the band. That guy's produced some killer records in his career. Anthrax comes to mind. A handful of suicidal records come to mind. Go look up his bio, Mark Dodson. So I guess it's no surprise that I really liked the sound and mix of this album for sure. But also I gotta say, I realize that Ugly Kid Joe did not do great in their like full-length debut album year of 1992 on my countdown. They had a lot more competition, I believe, in that year. This wasn't a great year, but there's some really good albums this year. That being said... This is probably my favorite top-to-bottom Ugly Kid Joe record if I had to go on record. I like this album initially a lot more than I did America's Least Wanted. So there you have it. I like me some Rad Wings of Destiny, and I'm curious to see what they do next. And of course, it wouldn't be an Ugly Kid Joe record without a wacky cover. And in this instance, it's Lola by the kinks so if you're curious go check it out i'm not going to play that because i'm not like that on the show I, that, that seems a bit too obvious when i first heard this record the first time through i was like this is my favorite song on the record and that hasn't subsided so here is my current favorite song off of rad wings of destiny with no signs of slowing down here is kill the pain Setting is the sun, rising is the moon, just like the fool, never knows when to run. Heading is the love, trampled all the wounded, and always too soon, it comes to an end. Dying all the days 
Coming in at number 29 on the countdown, that was Ugly Kid Joe, doing really good in 2022 with Rad Wings of Destiny, and that was Kill the Pain. You should check it out. I liked it. So here's a band I've never played on any of my countdowns, and I know a handful of bands already on this countdown would resemble that remark, but this is a very notable band, and they got on this list legitimately. I was not coerced into putting this band on here. I did not have my arm twisted in any way by one of the true friends of the show, Sir Chris Riley. They got on this list legitimately. So I had quite a good listening experience with the latest studio album, albeit the 20th studio album, by Marillion. Yes, Marillion coming in here on the countdown, number 28, and their latest album, An Hour Before It's Dark. Maybe it was just in the cards for me to really enjoy this record and finally do a good hard listen on a Marillion record. And I literally went out and did one of my walks as I usually review most of these albums doing that because I can just concentrate on that one thing and it works for me. But I literally went out an hour before it was dark. So it just made sense. And I didn't even do that on purpose. And it works in that sense. This is an album that's apparently meant to be heard as you're watching the sun go down and the moon come up. Totally played. So, yeah, good on you, Marillion. This album is a seven-song album from a technical standpoint, but it's got a lot of subsections on a handful of these songs. So I approached it from the review of these are just seven songs. But 
if you listen to it on any format, really, CD, Spotify, what have you, it's going to break it down all in the different subsections. So it's an interesting album in that sense. And it's not just prog to be prog. They seem to very much concentrate on the song. And yes, they can play really well, but it's never really noty. It's definitely more about the vibe than it is anything else and the arrangement that makes sense to service the song and the lyrics. And that's one thing I definitely appreciate about the record. I don't mind me some noodling, but it needs to make some sort of sense. But these guys from Marillion, they can write a tune, let me tell you. So, yeah, I'm going to play you a section of one of the long songs. I'm not going to play, like, the whole 15-minute epic here. But my favorite thing on the album was the last section called Care. And so I took the lyrics of this one to heart pretty well. And I'm assuming a lot of these guys can relate. In the band, they're of a certain age, I'm assuming. If I had to guess, they're probably at least 20 years older than me, if not maybe a little more. But a song like this makes sense in your old age. And I'm not trying to come from like some lame-ass Eric Clapton standpoint here. It just, at the end of the record, it really just kind of spoke to me. So I'm going with it. So here is part one of the song Care. And the song is called Maintenance Drugs. Yeah. 
and a lot of emotion there and I dig it that was Marillion with the song Maintenance Drugs from the actual song called Care from their latest album right there an hour before it's dark I hope you enjoyed that I did and uh, maybe Marillion will pop up on some of these other retro reviews I do let's see what happens stay tuned but let's stick with that side of the ocean we're going to stay in Great Britain for this other band that's only had a handful of records since they've been around for the last 40 plus years. And this was a band that actually came out of the ashes of the Sex Pistols, because initially this group included Steve Jones and Paul Cook from the Sex Pistols. Now it's just Paul Cook, but they came out with a good album here in 2022. Now it says that the album was actually released overseas uh, a little at the end of 2021, but it got released officially in America in 2022. So it came on my radar then. I'm just telling you full disclosure, but I'm including it here on my 2022 list right here. And I'm talking about The Professionals, really cool pub rock sounding punk rock type band. And like I said before, they've only had a handful of records out. This is their fourth studio album. It's called Snafu. It served my inner pub rock animal, and I thought it was a good album. So it's making it here on the list uh, in a completely different standpoint from a band like Marillion. But if you are a true music fan, you can see both sides of things or all sides of things as we should want to do. So yes, let's get into it right here. Here's the opening track from Snafu by The Professionals. This is Easily Led. Yeah. 
Coming in at number 27 right here, The Professionals, their latest album, Snafu, that was called Easily Led. Hopefully that song is about the Tories, because they are. But I don't want to put words in their mouth. But hey, there you have it. My opinion. Okay, over here, album number 26, going back to Canada, actually. And this is, I'm sure you've had these bands that you listen to occasionally, and you're like, man, I wish I liked this band more, because they seem to have a good amount going for them, but... Their albums don't really connect with you. Well, this was that band for me for a long time, but I think they finally hit their stride with me as far as my personal taste. And once again, they really haven't been putting out bad records, just nothing that I've super responded to. But man, I really dig this new one by this band. So the band I'm talking about is Billy Talent. This is their sixth studio album. It's called Crisis of Faith. Came out right at the beginning of the year on January 21st of 22. And yes, finally, just something that I'm like, yeah, man, this is the band that I always wanted to hear. And I don't know what it was, but the material just hit me right this time around. So I'm going to say that they're writing better songs. I'm going to say that they are for sure. But if you want to find a good modern hard rock band, almost look no further than these guys. This is another one of those bands along with Danko and, you know, hell, even the Sheepdogs. Proof that there is some sort of cultural bias or what have you. Like we can only have a handful of Canadian acts that are big in America at one time and it's really stupid. So Billy Talent should be on regular rock radio right now, but they're not. And if you give this record a chance, I think you'll think the same thing. So yeah, from this album, once again, called Crisis of Faith. Here's my current favorite song on this. It's called Reactor. Dead air on a Saturday night There's a moonlit sky 
Coming in at number 26 on the countdown right here. That was Billy Talent and their album Crisis of Faith. That was the song Reactor. That, we're getting to the point where some of these albums, I actually struggled in picking a song to include, you know, as like a, hey, if you haven't heard this, I'm going to play this song to try to get you on the record. So this was one of those albums that I really struggled with. Some of my other favorite songs on this were Hanging Out with All the Wrong People and this other song that I immediately connected with called End of Me. I was like, this sounds like a really good Weezer song, and this is where I don't look at the credits in advance, because, hey, dumb me, Rivers Cuomo actually co-writes and guests on the song. So there you have it. And here's something I don't say nearly enough on the show, but they're on Spine Farm Records, which if you see a band on that label, listen to them. They're probably going to be good. That label picks really good bands for the most part to distribute so and, and sign. So Spine Farm Records is a label to keep an eye out for. All right, coming in at number 25 right here, going back to the States. And a band that pops up on a lot of these countdowns, they never like are super high, but I think they had a really strong album this year. A lot better than the one last year, in my opinion. The Black Keys, already on their 11th album here. It's called Dropout Boogie. This one's definitely more on par with some of those mid-era albums that I really like that Danger Mouse produced, El Camino and Brothers, so I got a vibe out of that. And... All originals, no blues covers on here. It's all their stuff. So I and I think they should lean on their originals a lot more. Honestly, I mean it's it's nice that they do the covers every now and then, even the full cover albums, and the full Junior Kembro records. But I kind of like it when they do their own stuff more. Honestly, so let's see what they do next time around. And another one of those cases, like the Rivers Cuomo thing, on the Billy Talent record, where I didn't look at the credits in advance, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna play that one. That one's real good. And it turns out that it features one of my all-time favorite guitar players guesting on this track. I won't tell you who it is. Let's see if you recognize the super iconic tone right here. So here's the Black Keys with Good Love.
arguably the greatest living guitar player walking this planet right now. That was the Reverend Billy Gibbons, guessing right there with the Black Keys on that track. Good love from Dropout Boogie, our number 25 record of 2022. Coming in at number 24, here's a guy that I really haven't put any of his solo records on my countdowns in the last few years. This is his fourth solo record. This came out on April 8th of 2022. This is self-produced, as I think all of his records have been self-produced, at least on the solo tip. Here's Jack White coming in hot. And I've always given every one of his albums a chance. Sometimes they don't hit with me. I really haven't really dug like his solo albums all the way through. And maybe his scores are kind of affected by the fact that I know he can do better. <laughs> that could be it. I don't know. But I really dug this new one. It's called Fear of the Dawn. And full disclosure, Jack put out two solo albums this year alone. This one and Entering Heaven Alive. I liked Fear of the Dawn a lot more. The other one just missed the countdown. Not by much, but it did miss it. But this one comes in here, number 24. Good for you, Jack. I'm a Jack White fan on principle. I just appreciate everything he does. He's one of those guys. He's kind of up there with Dave Grawl. He's one of our finer citizens, and I want to love him on principle. So I'm just glad that he's got a record out this last year that I really dig, and I think you should check it out too. If you've been sleeping on the solo stuff, which I, I'm not even mad that you have, check this one out, Fear of the Dawn. I think it's worth your time. And here's a track to hopefully get you enticed. This one's called Shedding My Velvet.
to illuminate than merely to shine. You say this all the time, and you're right. Making his solo album debut on my countdown, at least that was Jack White from the Fear of the Dawn record, and that was Shedding My Velvet. I believe that's the closing track on the record too, but. Check out that old record. Let me know what you think. And coming in here at number 23 is a band that I can, I can tell is definitely, they're musical historians for sure. They have almost done probably every genre, or at least every rock subgenre known to man. And so much so that I even made a joke at one point. I'm like, when's their thrash album coming out? Now, this isn't necessarily so much a thrash album, but it's got a lot of metal tendencies to it. So uh, especially after them kind of leaning over into the electro and even, God forbid, a little bit of a dubstep phase for a few minutes, uh, glad to hear them rocking again and glad to hear that metal influence. So much so that they got nominated, I think, for a metal Grammy. People were hating on it, but I'm like, you obviously didn't hear the record because it's, it's kind of a metal record. At least the song they got nominated is metal. But yes, this band's ninth studio album, the band is Muse. If that surprises you that they do metal, then you probably don't know a whole lot about them. Because like I said, they are just musical historians. You could tell just by listening to their records and, and seeing them live. A band that was definitely meant to be seen live. But yeah, this album called Will of the People came out on August 26th of 22. Self-produced. I think I kind of said it all. Like, it's the heaviest album they've done in a long time. It's probably their heaviest album overall, for sure. That doesn't make it a great record on that principle, I'm just glad that the song stood up, let's just say. And even all that being said, they still do that thing that, at least in my opinion, it takes some a good 10-15 minutes to get going. So I've been referring to them as the Greg the Hammer Valentine of rock bands. So a few of you will get that, but if you know, you know. But yes, let's play you something off the new Muse record. This one's called Kill or Be Killed, not a Twisted Sister cover. Lay side.
Okay. Yes, that would have been actually kind of cool if it was Twisted Sisters' Killer Be Killed. But no, that was Muse's original Killer Be Killed from their album, Will of the People. Their heaviest album, Easily. I'd recommend coming in at track three or four or something like that, as I would most of their albums. But hey, that's just me. At least on the second half of their career so far. But yeah, dug it enough. Number 23. Moving on to number 22. Fittingly, an album that came out on April 22nd, which is Earth Day, and also my sister's birthday. Happy belated, sis. This band right here, fittingly, from Texas. Going all the way back here to Texas for the first time on this countdown with, yes, Bowling for Soup. Their 11th studio album, this latest one, is called Pop Drunk Snot Bread with a fun little album cover in the tradition of the Garbage Pail Kids art produced by Jarrett Reddick and Linus of Hollywood, which they call themselves Jarinus when they do these albums together. They've done most of the catalog of this band together and they get a good sound in my opinion. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? As we say down here in the South, uh, the launch single for this came out like two years prior to the album coming out because of the pandemic. But it was a track called Alexa Bliss, which is a tribute to the pro wrestler currently in WWE. Great wrestler. And she's a big fan of the band. And if you know nothing about her besides what I just said, they'll tell you all about her in the song. Everything in the song is completely true, even for a professional wrestler. Hey, two wrestling references in one show. I dig it. Okay. But if you didn't like Bowling for Soup before, you're not going to like them now. But that doesn't change the fact that they're number 22 here on my list for the top albums of the year when you just need a little laugh and an equal heavy dose of reality, which is kind of weird that that happens in these records, but that's their journey right now. So they still manage to bring the funny, but also be real about it at the same time. And there's not a lot of fantasy going on here. Proof positive, this song is kind of par for the course on the record. So prior to the halfway point on the album, which also doubles as a pee break for the old guys here, and we need it. This is Getting Old Sucks, But Everybody's Doing It.
smells like Werther's original in here. And old Milwaukee. And Folgers. Are those New Balance? fandom but when i do it's something next level like the vandals and of course also the great bowling for soup not being homers here they're just that fun and that good in my opinion but yes that was getting old sucks but everybody's doing it and i definitely recommend the video for sure go look up that video on youtube it's fun it acts out pretty much every lyric in the entire song with puppets there's a hook for you I also mentioned that in case you're afraid of puppets. I've actually known a handful of people in my life that are afraid of puppets. Not making fun. I just think it's interesting. Okay, another perennial favorite in this household and on this show especially. Uh, a guy who I believe made the most appearances on my top 100 albums of the last decade. Ginger Wildheart. His offering from 2022 was an album that I was massively looking forward to. On paper especially, I was like, this is going to be a home run. It's going to be the album of the year. And it wasn't quite the album of the year, but I dig it. And I'm sure it's going to be one of those growers, if you will. So it's Ginger Wildheart, not with the Wild Hearts. It's a solo album, but it's also kind of a band album because the rest of the band, under the album name Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners, it is basically the Homemade Sin Band that is playing currently with Dan Baird. And they're on tour together, too, playing shows Man, I'd love to be able to see that, but I, I doubt I'm going to be able to. But yes, they put out this album as a collaborative effort here. And it's definitely not any kind of surprise to hear this kind of music done by Ginger because he's done a handful of country albums prior to this. And this album isn't like 1,000% country or anything, but it's definitely Southern and country-leaning. I, I, I could tell, as a lot of Brits are, they're Americanophiles, and you can hear it in the songs for sure. But yeah, like I said, I like the record, but... It's a let's let's just say the second half is a strong second half, and that's why Ginger comes in here at number 21, which is a little low for him here on my year end list, but that's just the way it is. So, not a ringing endorsement, but I meant it to sound nicer than that because I love Ginger on principle, and you should always check out anything that he puts out. So, from Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners, this is Wasted Times.
closing off the show here today and closing off part two of four here for the top 40 albums of 2022 coming in at number 21 right there ginger wildheart and the sinners from the album of the same name that song was called wasted times really like that song great to hear warner e. hodges doing backup vocals he's great at that he's a great singer in his own right and also if you didn't know half of the sinners is what was the georgia satellites of course playing with dan baird that makes sense but yeah that being said i i sounded a little down on the record but i didn't mean to sound that way the album still scored 85 out of 100 points which is way better than average so once again i still recommend listening to anything that ginger puts out it's always going to be worth your time for the most part so yeah we've got 20 more albums to cover here as we finish off talking about the last year here of 2022 i hope you're along for the ride here and hope you're enjoying it We've got 20 doozies to go and two more episodes. So until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs and followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.
Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.